Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is your source for discussions on music, literature, movies, pop culture, theology, and more. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of the Voices in My Head podcast. And don't forget to let the voices in your head be heard by following me on Twitter at Rick Lee James and sharing your thoughts about today's show. Well, welcome back to the Voices in My Head podcast. This week's episode is coming to you from my car on a very cold day. The thermometer in my car says it's 25 degrees outside, so it's probably going to be a short one. Uh, I'm sitting in my car. This is a a rare uh, day off. I try to get them on Friday if I can, and I really don't have uh, much on my agenda today, and I've been challenged and, and moved by some things I've been reading lately, and I thought I would share some with you today about prayer, and I know I've had several podcasts on prayer before. I would love to have a dialogue about this. I wish someone else was here to have this conversation with me, um, but I recently picked up a book by Scott McKnight called Praying with the Church, uh, Following Jesus Daily, Hourly, Today. And it's a really good book, and I think it's uh, appropriate for me in this time that I'm in right now because I've been making over the last year a real effort not just to pray, but to pray consistently uh, using written prayers, memorized prayers, um, being very conscious about the words that I'm praying, trying not to pray just words that are free form, but to pray prayers that I believe are appropriate and powerful and prayers that are worth praying. And so my prayer life has been changed in many ways because of this. And the discovery of this book by Scott McKnight in a used bookstore uh, was was a wonderful thing to find. So I think I may actually make this a little bit of a series. I'm currently doing the series, The Sermons of Karl Barth. We've already got four sermons in from that where I share sermons from Karl Barth. This is not going to be like that, but it's going to be inspired uh, through this book. And maybe we'll do sort of a series starting today. Um, And again, it may not be every single week, but I'll kind of from time to time on certain podcasts go into the next part of this so that you can hear them as a series eventually. But maybe starting with today, just a little bit of talk about um, how Jews used to say prayers. And in effect, the way that Jesus would pray and the sacred rhythms of praying and how all time is seen to be sacred time. And then I would like to get into it in in some of the ways and the rhythms and and the daily rhythms of prayer that McKnight talks about in his book because he does a very good job of describing how Eastern Orthodox Christians pray in the church, how Roman Catholics pray, how Anglicans pray. Uh, the divine hours, and, and, and really just learning how to pray, uh, taking a look at different ways that, of prayer that have been passed on to us. The important thing is that we are at prayer. Um, I'd hate to restrict ourselves in such a way that we feel like we can't pray unless we have some sort of a guide, because I believe God wants to hear from us and from our hearts. But so much of what prayer is is actually listening And prayer is actually about us being formed by that listening. And sometimes the the best way that we can prepare our own hearts to listen is 
to come to people who have done prayer before and who have learned about prayer and who have passed on the faith. And I, I think it's a beautiful way to pray, to learn how to pray, and to even be a little bit, dare I use the word, legalistic about our prayer times, protecting them. Um, so I'm going to get into a little bit of that today. Um, sacred time, praying with Jesus. And, and I'm using some examples here from uh, Praying with the Church, Scott McKnight's book. If you're able to, to get a copy of that book, it's, it's very good. Uh, everything I've read by Scott McKnight is very good. But in the book, he, he points out that Jesus taught that all of time was sacred time. Every moment is sacred time. My day off today, it's sacred time in this moment. Uh, it's not just time for nothing to happen. Praying, in fact, as I say in my book, Out of the Depths, um, praying may be a waste of time, but it is a holy waste of time. And so we come to God, and we are taught by Jesus, and his followers were taught by Jesus to address God with the term Abba, Father. And we come into this structured daily life of prayer. We have these sacred rhythms that we follow in this sacred time. Jesus taught some sacred prayers to his followers for them to recite. Uh, we have prayers like the Lord's Prayer, obviously the most well-known one that Jesus taught us to pray. But Jesus and, and the early Christians, they were Jews. They weren't known as Christians. They weren't called Christians for some time. They were Jewish people. And Jesus taught us about prayer in the way that Jewish rabbis taught about prayer. Um, so we're, we're going to be using some prayers from the Bible. Now, first of all, you should know that since Jesus and the disciples were bathed in the Psalms, literally, as N.T. Wright has said, um, that the Psalms played a huge part in their daily prayer routine. Jesus and the disciples, the disciples being Jews, they prayed at fixed hours because they were good Jews, all right? There were fixed hours. There was morning prayer, afternoon prayer. There was evening prayer. There was a sacred rhythm of the temple as Israel prayed together. But we might ask this question, we know when they prayed, morning, afternoon, evening, which, by the way, is a very good practice. We talk about praying continuously. And some people say, well, I pray all the time. Well, maybe that's true, maybe not, but it would be good if we could put into practice some actual times, some times on our calendar or times in our day that we set to pray. Morning, afternoon, evening is good. Um, so Jews would look routinely at the Psalms. They recited the Psalms when they prayed. It was their Psalter. It was their hymn book. It was their prayer book. They literally sang these prayers together. They prayed these songs. Uh, you can say it either way you want. They prayed the songs or they sang the prayers. It's the same thing. And the Psalms are 150 bundled prayers together, unless you're Orthodox, and then there's 151. So the reason that we have this bundle of prayers is that it was used by Israel for corporate worship, for, uh, for corporate and private prayer, really. It wasn't just for the church, but it was also for individuals. Because we never pray alone. Even when we're praying by ourselves, we're praying prayers with the church. So the book of Psalms is a collective book of, uh, of prayers and songs 
deemed useful by all of Israel. Um, they were to be chanted aloud in the temple and in the synagogue, and the Israelites learned to, uh, to join along by memorizing them. So we're going to talk about something in the rhythms of prayer that I think is very important, um, something called the Shema, which you may or may not be familiar with. Um, but I think a lot of what Jesus teaches his disciples and what we learn from Jesus and the disciples about prayer comes from these psalms. So we have the psalms, and uh, and we're, we can we can get into that a little bit more. By the way, Out of the Depths, A Songwriter's Journey Through the Psalms, a book I wrote a few years ago, um, is available in Kindle. You can get it in, uh, in paperback. There's a few hardcovers, I think, left, but not many. Um, if you go to Amazon.com, or, and you can buy those books, and uh, we'll make sure you get a copy of them. Uh, but that's a, a book largely about prayer, and it's it's about the Psalms, so we, we'll be talking a little bit about that. Um, but the day began in Israel at sundown. We, th- we think opposite of that, okay? So in Israel at sundown, the day uh, uh, begins. Isn't that interesting? It's, it's sort of like, you know, our, our Sabbath rhythms are different because we think of them in different times. So prayer, routine, uh, prayer routines would begin at that time. They'd begin at sundown. So a pious Jew began the sacred rhythms of prayers by reciting the Shema. The Shema is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And that's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. You can see all of that. Um, and Moses, in, in Deuteronomy, he commands Israel to recite this Shema in the evening and in the morning. So here is what Scott McKnight does, which I really like in the book. He breaks the Shema apart into the way that it was to be practiced. Uh, The first part of the Shema that we find in Deuteronomy is to memorize. Keep these words I am commanding you today in your heart. If you go to Deuteronomy 6, uh, start with verse 4, and I think go through 9, you'll be able to see that. Memorize them. Keep these words I am commanding you today in your heart. That's the first thing. And then it says to teach them. Recite them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Notice that allusion to the evening and the morning. When you lie down and when you rise. Recite them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home, when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. So we are to memorize these words. We are to teach these words. We are to make it physical. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your head, on your forehead, the scripture says. It was to make this prayer physical. Memorize it, teach it, make it physical. Do it something that actually is binding upon you. Something that can physically be seen, touched, uh, tasted, smelled, felt, whatever you uh, can do with your senses. You're making this physical and real. And the last part of it, of the command about the Shema, is to publish them, literally to write them down on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Very interesting. So we are commanded by Moses about the Shema to memorize, to teach, to make it physical, and to publish these words of the Shema. So from what we know, most Jews practice this every day, every evening and morning, began with the Shema. Um, So, uh, twice a day at its beginning, when the hour of sleep approaches, it's fitting to remember in gratitude 
before God, the gifts which he gave us after the deliverance from Egypt. And so I find that to be very interesting, and I find it to be very good as a part of discipleship. If we think about that in terms of our prayers, we should memorize them, teach them, make them physical, and publish them. Um, now, the, the uh, Christian practice of morning and evening prayer, it derives from this single, singular commandment for Israel uh, to do the Shema in this way. And the Shema really wrapped itself tightly around the faith of ancient Israel. It would have been impossible for the followers of Jesus not to adopt the custom of praying this Shema at sundown and sunup. So, we know that Jesus and the disciples were bathed in the Psalms. They were bathed in the Shema from Deuteronomy. But they also probably recited the Ten Commandments. Um, so, if we look at this together... The Shema joined with the Ten Commandments um, will find this combination of the way that the Jews would pray together and in fact the way that Jesus and the disciples prayed together. Uh, because there was morning prayer, there was afternoon prayer, and there was evening prayer. That's the way that a Jewish person would pray. It just it eventually evolved into that three times a day. So imagine that um, in the morning you woke up and your prayer practice was to begin the day with prayer. I say morning and evening, even though Jewish people, the day started in the evening and, and went through uh, kind of the opposite of we do, morning to evening. Um, we want to think of it uh, maybe ourselves in terms of morning to evening, just because of the way that our calendar runs. But think if you were a good Jewish person and you prayed the Shema and the Ten Commandments in the morning. What if when you woke up in the morning you said these words from Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5? Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And then add on the Ten Commandments, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall make for yourself, you shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Honor your father and mother so that your days may be long in the land and that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. So that's morning prayer. Imagine if you memorized that and made that your prayer every single morning. And then you followed it up with this, something that has come to be called Amidah. Um, Jews at the time of Jesus prayed this prayer, and it was known by three names, Amidah, standing prayer, or it was also known as the uh, Shimone Eshra, which means 18 benedictions, or the Ha Tefillah, the prayer. Um, modern people call it the Amidah, and so as Scott McKnight uses it in his book, I'm going to use it that way for the customary daily prayer. But the Shema would be followed by the Ten Commandments, and then this prayer called the Amidah. And it goes like this. Blessed art thou, Lord, God of our fathers, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, great, mighty, and fearful God. 
Most High God, who createst heaven and earth, our shield and the shield of our fathers, our trust in every generation, blessed art thou, Lord, shield of Abraham. Grant us, our Father, the knowledge that comes from thee, and understanding and discernment that come from thy Torah. Blessed art thou, Lord, who grantest knowledge. Bring thy peace over Israel, thy people, and over thy city, and over thine inheritance, and bless all of us together. Blessed art thou, Lord, who makest peace. So that was the Amidah prayer. So you can imagine this set of three confessions of prayer and doing them every morning. What a difference that might make in your life as you began to memorize them. How it maybe would begin to shape you, to shape us together. It's no doubt that they prayed other things, but these were things that were consistently prayed by the Jewish people and in effect were prayed by Jesus and the disciples. So in the morning, the the daily sacred Jewish prayer time, it would have looked like this. In the morning, the Shema, the Ten Commandments, and the Amidah, which I just read to you. In the afternoon, it would be just the Amidah. And in the, in the evening, it would repeat the same prayers from the morning, the Shema, the Ten Commandments, and the Amidah. I think that it's important for us to get into some sort of sacred rhythm. I really do. If it's something like this that I just read, I think that would be wonderful. You can go online and look up things like the Shema. I mean, the Shema is just straight out of Scripture. It's Deuteronomy chapter 6, like I said, and and verses 4 and 5. But we are taught to... um, to memorize it, to teach it, to make it physical and to publish them. Uh, That is a command from Moses. And as Christians, we too do follow the commands of Moses, so I find that very helpful. But as we add these sacred rhythms, I would encourage you, if if it's not this, something that maybe you do consistently throughout the times of the day, morning, evening, Uh, and afternoon, morning, afternoon, and evening. Uh, The Amidah, by the way, A-M-I-D-A-H is how it will be spelled in English. If you want to look that up online, you can find it. I just encourage you to try to make some sacred rhythms in your life, to take some time for some sacred prayer. I think it's very important, and beginning to pray in these sacred times has really changed my life. I I really believe it. It may not be in a way that I can say, wow, this was before and this was after, but I'm learning to pray. Uh, Because I have so consciously over the past year taken time to memorize so many prayers and to recite them daily, times when I've really needed it, I can tell you this year there have been times I have really needed it. Um, Being in the hospital with my grandma while she was dying, these prayers were not just prayers I'd memorized and say every day. They became prayers that just began to flow out of me because I was praying them and they became a part of me. It's like playing guitar. At first, it feels kind of slow and hard to get the rhythms and hard to hold the fingers in the right place. But after a while, now guitar is just sort of a part of me. I just play freely. Sometimes I I, I will pray much lo- or play much longer on guitar and will find new things to play that I didn't know I could play because I have this backbone and this foundation of things that I know how to play so well. Well, Praying is like that too. I believe if we could learn to develop these sacred rhythms of our life, even if you're not going to memorize, I wonder if I could challenge you as we're coming into a new year to begin the practice of morning, afternoon, 
an evening praying, that we would take certain times, put it on your schedule. I wake up in the morning and I've made it my practice now that the first thing I do whenever I wake up, almost every day, I really try to stick to this religiously, and and I am religious, so I'm going to use that word, um, that I begin to start with the prayers that I've been memorizing. Father God, maker of heaven and earth, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God of Israel, God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, true and living God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, have mercy and hear our prayer. You know, when, when I begin that way, my day suddenly begins a shift. Um, I start listening differently. I start hearing differently. I start seeking differently, and the prayers go on and on. But today, I, I just wanted to take sort of an opening look at prayer. I'm going to come back again. Today, we talked about Jewish prayer and the way that Jesus and the disciples prayed. I hope you found it helpful. Um, I do want to come back in the coming days. It might be more in the new year as we approach that, but I do want to talk more about other ways of praying, other sacred ways, other ways of making the time sacred and realizing that we are living in sacred time. So we started with Jewish prayer today and the way that Jesus and the disciples might have prayed. And uh, I hope to move on with Eastern Orthodox prayer, Roman Catholic prayer, Anglican prayer, and the divine hours, and then just praying with the church universal. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. By the way, uh, last week's episode was all music. I didn't have any talking beforehand. I didn't have any talking after. Uh, It was a way to hopefully help people sample my album, Hymns, Prayers, and Invitations. It is available pretty much everywhere online. You can just look it up. But Amazon has some really good deals on it. And uh, Bandcamp, rickleyjames.bandcamp.com is a way that you can go and uh, and find that music. And maybe you'd like to give it as a gift this year. That would mean so much to me. I've worked so hard on the album. And every sale that we make um, just helps me to continually support my family. Uh, helps me to do things like buy Christmas gifts for them to be able to give to others. I am so grateful to say that this year, for the first time uh, since I started my business, Voices in My Head, uh, I was able to give some money to charities this year um, as a result of having album sales and as a result of concert touring and as a result of uh, songwriting and different things like that. Um, I still haven't made a profit uh, yet for a year, um, but I've had enough this year that I've been able to give. And so if God enables me to keep doing that, Um, I'm hoping he'll continue to provide and get to the point where it's a sustainable business. Um, But this year, you know, I just wanted to trust God and say, you know what, Lord, I have enough in the account right now. Um, I'm not going to be changing the world probably with this, but it's important to me to say that I can take the extra that I have and give it to those in need. So we were able to give a good chunk of money this year to water donation to build wells for people that don't have any. Um, so thank you for being a part of that. So if you want to continue being a part of this ministry and, and want to pass along the music that I make or the podcast that I have, um, and by the way, you can go to rickleyjames.podbean.com or is it podbean.com slash rickleyjames? I can't remember. It's one of those two if you want to go and actually find where this podcast is located online. 
there is a donate button at the top of the page. Um, it's getting close to the time of year when I have to pay fees for the podcast to be put out. And if you could give any money towards that at all, that would be wonderful. Um, the podcast doesn't make money. Uh, we never have. It's always going to be a free podcast. It, that's that's always important to me. Podcasts should be free, I think. Uh, but I don't really do advertising, and so I don't have any sort of a budget where money is, is coming into me other than just what people donate. So if you've been enjoying uh, the podcast, consider maybe how many hours you've listened to it over the past year and and give you know commensurately to what you think you have enjoyed maybe you can think of like hours to what it takes you to read a book or listen to an album and um, maybe what you'd contribute if you went to hear somebody speak somewhere. Um, I've worked really hard, especially this year, um, to, to bring good quality shows to you. So if you're able to donate at all to the podcast, I really appreciate that. Well, that's it for today. I don't like talking about money, so I'm not going to do it anymore today. Um, I do like talking about prayer, and I plan on doing that continually. And uh, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for uh all that you guys have have meant to me over the years and the feedback that I continually get. And uh, I pray that you'll have a wonderful end of your year this year. I plan on being back with more podcasts before we get to 2017, but we're getting close. So I'm going to go ahead and and still give you the, the best regards for Advent and Christmas. And I wish you all the very best. Thank you for taking time to listen to Voices in My Head. God bless you. Thank you for joining me here this week on the Voices in My Head podcast. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleyjames.com, follow me on Twitter at rickleyjames, like my artist page on Facebook at facebook.com slash rickleyjames, and keep up to date on what I'm writing at my author page on amazon.com. Make sure to follow my calendar on the website, and if you would like to have me come to your town to do a concert, a speaking engagement, or a book event, you can book me through my website by clicking on the link for Pair Booking Agency. That's P-A-R-E Booking. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave me a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast is on the internet. And now the benediction. May the God of peace, who raised Christ from the dead, strengthen your inner being for every good work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. Amen.